1: We don't bring any life at all to the
2: church. The church is is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, he is
3: all things beautiful, capital B, and so anything that is authentically beautiful draws
2: us, even if we don't realize it, to
0: God. And good morning and welcome. I am Heather Caro.
2: You are, aren't you? And this is Deacon Paul Trinan. Yeah, last time I checked. And we're out here at the Abbey of the Hills where we get to broadcast from about, what, every other month or yeah. so. We get to welcome Heather up here.
0: I love it up here. And um, I'm going to move up here this just is so you know. This is a
2: beautiful place. We're really excited about today. we got some great guests. I know. Out, and it's post-election time, and so we're going to visit about that a little bit. And um, yep. I just think we're just going to have this really, It's really always great shows day. up here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just I think we get great guests because you always suggest such great people. Well,
2: I know great people. One of them's with us this morning, but um before we get into that, um and introduce our first our first guest Paul Strong. I thought we'd take a minute just as I'm listening to the abbey bells in the background to say give a little bit of praise and thanksgiving to our Lord. You know, we do morning prayer a lot of us, a lot of the listeners and it always talks about coming into his presence with joy and with praise and so Lord, we ask our hearts to be joyful, our hearts to be prayerful and praise, praising you. Help us to be open to your presence, your real presence, open to your word, and open to your spirit in all that we do. May you be, uh, may you be honored, and may your holy will be done today in this program. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Well, we do have a fantastic lineup this morning, and Paul Strong is with us here in studio.
2: Yeah, Paul was part of our um, um, the, uh, live
0: the live drive. Live drive. Thank uh-huh.
2: you. She, she always held it. The live <laughs> drive that we did um, actually from Ortonville at St. John's. Approximately what? Uh, how long ago was that?
0: how that felt three, like five minutes, but
2: three, four weeks ago, I suppose. Yeah, and you know, he came in a couple of minutes early, and he was. <laughs> He's kind of pacing around. You got
0: to see behind the scenes. Yeah. He looked. He looked a
2: lot like I did the first few hundred times I was on the radio together, and I settled down a little bit. But you know, he did such a good job. He did a very, very good job, and um, was himself. He was real, and and the, the woman that was helping with the broadcast that day, Janelle. She she kind of cornered Paul before he left and said, <laughs> you, you need to do this again sometime. And, and Paul, at that moment of weakness, I don't know why, he said, oh, okay. He was just
0: so grateful he made it through.
2: Yeah. And one of the things, Paul, you brought up that I think is really intriguing, and I don't hear talked about very often, is when a man, an adult man, um, loses his dad. Mm. And, well, first of all, even before we get into that, why don't you give folks a flavor of who you are and, and what you do, Paul?
3: Again, Paul Strong, I live in Ortonville, um, married uh, for 20 years to a classmate of mine that never dated in high school, but met after we both went to college. Um, and then uh, we have three children. Uh, Nathan's up in Fargo, is 20, Andrew's a senior in high school, 18, and then yeah. a daughter that's 16. She's a ninth wow. grader. A ninth grader, yeah. Yeah, and... What Are do you there? do? What do you do for work? Um, I, I have an insurance business that my dad and I had together, and then I, I do. Um, my passion is farming, so um, I've grown that over the years. Uh, had a partner there, um, and so just kind of finished up a, a bountiful
2: harvest this fall. With great weather and yeah, um, yeah. And safe and a safe harvest too. So yeah. praise God for that. Well, okay. So your dad's name was, dad's Jim. Is, was Jim. Jim is Jim. and uh i had the pleasure of knowing jim he's quite a guy maybe you could share a little bit about your dad
3: yeah so my dad was my best friend i mean it's one of those hard to believe you know i don't know if other guys can say that but i mean came back to ortonville um he held on the insurance business uh, because he knew i was coming back and um my dad and i you know we talked every day um he'd head to arizona he'd call and, and check in and and uh, we just had an interesting relationship because, I mean, when we got into business, we kind of agreed. You know, we never fought. You know, if, if if we had a disagreement, we would just, you know, try his way once and my way once. But um, my dad, you know, had a lot of guys coming into the office, getting advice and figured out. I didn't know it at the time, you know, because they weren't clients of ours. But he, he did a lot of counseling around the area for different guys that maybe had marital problems or financial problems and and so uh had a lot of guys coming in to visit and, and was a good um had a lot of advice for a lot of people
2: yeah and actually as a small business owner at the time um i know that i approached your dad quite often um just for advice on business and things like that and and, um, and also, maybe speak to your dad as far as his spiritual life a little bit, too, Paul. Yeah. He's kind of a unique bird that way, yeah, too. Yeah, he was big in the rec program, um, going into the prisons and stuff in Res- Appleton. Residents Encounter Christ. Christ started out in Sioux Falls at the yeah. penitentiary there.
3: Yeah, um, and, ex- you know, expanded that. They were in Appleton. Um, a lot of stuff, you know, with the, the church locally, a trustee or parish council, and um, Is a big part of his life.
0: So he did a lot of volunteering stuff. How about at home? Did he speak a lot about it? Um,
3: yeah, I mean, through his actions, I would say. I mean, mm-hmm. we knew his values, and and you know, we we um, you know grew up with those values. And I think and, a
0: lot of people grew up that way. Yeah, seeing through actions versus verbal. You know. Yeah.
3: And, yeah. I mean, we always knew when we disappointed our father and mother. I mean, we never had to be told that, but, I mean, we knew. You, when you say we, again, it's you and... Three brothers. Three brothers. Yeah, so my mom grew up a, with a household of five guys. Poor woman.
2: <laughs> I hope, she's very strong. I hope Dee is listening right now and well. knows what a strong woman she is.
3: Yeah, yeah, to this
2: oh, day. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and then so yeah so you have a good dad um like you said probably your best friend um you were in business together um you shared some of the farming stuff too so yeah is that a, a part of it too yeah so not only the insurance part of it but the farming thing and then and then he passed away can you share a little bit about the circumstances with that
3: yeah you know and i didn't know it at the time but you know I turned thirty in December of two thousand three. So in January of two thousand four, you know, thirty days later, I got a call from my mom. It was four thirty, five o'clock, and she said, "Your dad passed away." And, and uh, the phone was by the bed, and, and I fell to the floor, and my wife got up, and. Um, but looking back, you know, we always had Christmas at Thanksgiving, and they would go south. And, and that fall, you know, we had Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that. And I think they were leaving on a Monday or Tuesday. And I just, I made a point to drive over there that night to say goodbye. And, and the funny thing is, my wife's like, well, we'll come too, you know, my wife and kids. And said said goodbye, and I was driving back that night, and I just had tears in my eyes, and I didn't know why. It just... And I actually physically told my wife it was different that year. I was saying goodbye, you know, for that season. And little did I know, you know, 30 days later, I got a call that my dad had passed away. And and it was, my mom and I had to make some tough decisions. I mean, I was 30. I had been back for, you know, we were in business kind of for about 10 years there. But, you know, do you keep the insurance business, Um, you know, the farming operation? And and we just decided to keep the insurance business because that was the... The sure um, thing mm-hmm. versus the farming was up and down. But I think what was tough for me was, like, my wife's grandmother was 90. Mm. Uh, she just had her leg amputated. She was ready to go. She was praying to go, and yeah. it's like my dad went. And, and I was and bitter. And he was
0: healthy, you and didn't he expect it at all?
3: No. Um, just had a heart attack in his sleep. Um, and, He's and, healthy. He, he was good, you know. He always had some high blood pressure, and he called in the doctor, and the doctor would adjust it for him. And he always had a chart, and I always wonder, okay, if he would have went in, you know, when you're in a small town, they kind of do that. Um, but yeah, and so it was tough for me.
2: Yeah, and I mean, and so you know, full disclosure here, I told Paul right before we went on the air that my dad had a stroke. The night before last I had a couple of strokes. The night before last has been unresponsive since then. So I'm listening to Mister Strong a little closer than my, maybe I would have. Um, and I and I imagine that there's a lot of listeners out there right now that have lost their um, their parent, um, probably in an untimely way, or maybe some things that have been unresolved. Um, I don't know. I mean, how? As you think about that. Part of the reason we're doing this is to encourage people, right? We want to be a source of encouragement because that's what our faith is all about. It's about hope. It's about you know. So tell me about those first that that first maybe few days or week, if you could, Paul. You know, and that that's the other interesting thing to
3: this is like I just went in this automatic mode, you know. Um, and where
0: and are you in the family lineup, if s- I can ask?
3: Second oldest
0: second oldest yeah, okay so i
3: got an oldest brother uh, older brother in the cities and so i was second and um but you know it was interesting looking back because i was doing things at work you know that later on i didn't even know i was doing you know real estate transactions and different things and i just you know i was in auto mode just out there um, right with you know you think about your dad you know every hour and then then it's every day you know and then it's once a week and you know and then it's once a month and, and and then you feel like oh i didn't think about him today but you have to move on to to your life and, mm-hmm. and um so now i mean i see a lot of different things going on you know that i think of him but not
2: every hour yeah yeah and then <clears throat> you know when uh I I mean, I'm a firm believer in guardian angels, Mm -hmm. and I'm a firm believer we just celebrated celebrated, um, All Saints Day, and um, we celebrated All Souls Day. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to dig in a little bit more, Paul, here. I mean, do you feel, are there any occasions now or early on where you're like, wow, wow, There's a coincidence there, and and I don't believe in coincidences.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of times, I mean, uh, we've had some tough falls, and I'll have a tractor stuck, and you'll break two chains. I'm like, okay, Dad, you know, if you can help me out, let's get this. And you can hear him chewing you out? Yeah. (laughs) Let's get this tractor to come out, you know. we got to. You know, when I I think of times I'm out deer hunting with my kids, and, you know, we put the hour and the time in. I'm like, okay, Dad, you know, if, if this young daughter, you know, could shoot a deer now would be the time it's the last hour the last day and you know here are walks out a deer and, and it, just more thought you know stuff like that i did a lot of
2: rec retreats with your dad um residence encounter christ and he would just love to see a, a, a newer guy come in and kind of be dangling out there not knowing what they were doing and he'd just be like don't worry about it. It's going to be just fine. Kind of like with this radio program this morning and you, Paul. But I'll do things out here at the Abbey where we'll welcome in groups, like, for example, the 12-steppers, mm-hmm. those folks that are trying to fight for their um, sobriety. Mm-hmm. And I'll do a fifth step with folks where they'll come in and they'll share somewhat like a, a the conf- sacrament of confession in uh, the Catholic Church, but it's not a sacrament. But they talk about things that, Really, that they regret, and and I remember almost every time I do that with folks, I'll sit there and I'll go, I don't know what I'm doing here. This is crazy. I shouldn't be here. I'm not equipped to do this. And I'll think of your dad, and he'll just—I can just see him going, kind of laughing at me, going, <laughs> "Just do it." Just
3: yeah. do it. You know, you talk about wreck. My mom just went south a week ago, and she brought a Bible over my dad's. You know, it's just a paper Bible. But on the binder, it was like wreck 12. You know, so it's laying on my um, dresser there, you know, and she wanted me to have this Bible. And, you know, what do you do with it? You know, put it in the closet. or So it's it's been sitting there for the week. So you talk about wreck. Good.
2: Know? Yeah, it's a pretty powerful influence there.
0: So... So he he seems like he's influenced a lot of your lives, especially you, Deacon, which I'm surprised about, to hear how he's affected your life and how that's kind of coming into what you're going through today. Um, We have just about a minute before our first break, and when we come back I want to kind of talk about um, the changes in your family and how the family has gone through that, because I know a lot of times families struggle when it comes to grief. They tend to look at each other. And compare. Mm. And so I kind of want to talk to Paul a little bit about that and see how his family interacted, how they're interacting today, if there's been any conflicts. Because I think that happens a lot with families. Interesting. So yeah. we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Paul Strong. I'm Heather Carroll.
2: I'm Deacon Paul Trinan.
0: And we're broadcasting today from the Abbey of the Hills. We'll be right back in just a minute.
1: Have you forgiven those who have hurt you, especially those who abandoned or left you after taking their own life? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus says that you can only be forgiven by God if you forgive others. It is one of the most important things you can ever do, for if you don't, you are jeopardizing your own salvation. When you refuse to forgive someone, you are not hurting them, you are only hurting yourself. Forgiveness is a critical part of the healing process, which includes forgiving yourself. Also, forgiveness may not be nearly as difficult as you think. So join us and learn how to forgive, and God can fully forgive you through his love and mercy. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
3: Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo, parishioner of Saints Anne and Joachim Church in Fargo. I'm excited to share with you the launch of Lumen Vision, providing eye care for the whole family, including eye emergencies, vision therapy, and routine exams. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Eyes of Faith, a frame company that prints scripture verses on the inside of each frame. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor
0: of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our
2: local area, heard right here on the RPR Network.
0: Welcome back and good morning. I am Heather Caro.
2: This is Deacon Paul Trinan. We're up here in beautiful Marvin, South Dakota, which is in the north. East corner of South Dakota, about a 45-minute drive from Watertown, South Dakota, about two hours south of of Fargo at the Abbey of the Hills Inn and Retreat Center. Um, It's just a gorgeous, gorgeous day here, and we're blessed to have our guest, Paul Strong, a local businessman, um, farmer, and a man who lost his, his dad. His dad passed away. Good, close relationship with his dad. Um, that passed away about, what did you say, 15, 16 years ago, Paul?
0: Well, I find it interesting because um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, we talked about the shock of your dad's death. Um, Nobody expected it, and it happened very suddenly. Um, And that there's four brothers. And so I just kind of want to talk a little bit about, now that you're so far out of the situation, looking back, how difficult was that on the family? Because everybody grieves differently, and a lot of times people don't know that. They don't acknowledge that. So with you and your mother and your four, your three other brothers, what were the dynamics like during that time? I mean, were you all kumbaya together, or how was it?
3: Yeah, I think looking <laughs> back now, you're exactly right. Some of us struggled more right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some of us, you know, struggle more later on, you know, even to this day and it, it just affects everybody differently. You know, my mom, you know, went on to get married, remarried within a couple of years, which, you know, some of the family members struggled with. And mm-hmm. I drove by my mom's house every day and I felt like I had to stop, but I had this family that was up the road that was waiting for me. So when she got remarried, it was a, a relief for me. Um. It's not my dad, but, you know, really nice guy and, and treats my mom well, and, and yeah. it was good for me. But you're right. I mean, every through the last 10 years, everybody has handled it differently.
0: Mm-hmm. And it hasn't been easy.
2: It's not been easy. No, and you're right. I mean, it's just, and I think faith plays into that. Um, and I think your support system plays into that. And mm-hmm. usually that faith is this community of believers. So give me an example, Paul. Where things were at with you for, you know, like you said, you've dealt with it pretty well. There's days, there's days, but how that? What's been helpful to you that you'd say? Well, this 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 made a difference mm-hmm. in my grieving, or made a difference in my accepting this, and um, and coming through it. You know,
3: when I when my dad passed away, Father Bob Goldblush was um, the, the Priest at St. John's, and uh, um, you know, I had to reach out to him. The fact that my dad passed away, we had to plan the funeral, and, and he was always there for me um, along the way for different things and um, so he was a big help my dad had a group of friends that were really close he he'd go to lunch with he'd go with coffee with and and i didn't know it at the time but those guys were reaching out to me to to go to golf and go to lunch and I, i i was pretty bitter and i wasn't didn't the door wasn't open and they never gave up I mean, yeah. like a year or two. And now I'm having lunch with those guys, you know, mm. once a week, right? Play golf with those
2: guys. And, and I want to underscore what you just said. They never gave up like a year or two. Right. Not a week or two or a month or two. Yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah, yeah. That's neat
0: Well and everybody tends to put you know oh I'm in stage three of grief and so everything's gonna be hunky-dory in two months because I'm at stage three mm. and then oh you wake up the next morning you're back at number two <laughs> you know and it's just like that's how grief works and it's okay
3: and having to get out of bed and, and you know you know be a father to your kids mm. or go to work I mean like I said I was bitter for a long time and and it took me a while to get over that.
0: What was your spiritual life before your dad passed away?
3: Um, I'm, I've, I've always had a good spiritual life. You know, we, we always prayed at supper at home and, and went to church you know, regularly. Um, my parents always checked up on me, though. My wife is not Catholic. Uh, she's a Lutheran. And, a, and we go to church every other weekend to her church or my church. So I wasn't showing up at St. John's. And my mom and dad are like, hey, you're skipping church. I'm like, wow. Well, I'm not really skipping church. I'm just going over there. And then, it, you know, that was okay for them. But, yeah, they've kept me, you know, and, and I'm glad they did that, you know, because now I'm saying, hey, Nathan, you're up at college. Are you hitting church once in a while, you know? Uh, or Andrew, you know,
2: is going to go hunting. We'll get to church the night before, you know. Yeah, I remember that about your dad. Um, some of the times I'd visit with him, he'd say, you know, a kid's going to struggle with things, and but if he starts losing his spirituality... He made it sound like that it could get a little bit rough if his sons did that.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: no, I mean he was, uh, Any he of was
0: us did that, yeah. You
2: know, on that, yeah. You know, we have this this
3: Man is You organization at, mm-hmm. in, in Ortonville Thursday mornings, and uh, I, I had to laugh. I was at the bowling alley, and, and one of the guys that's there um, said to me, oh, we should get this guy over here to start going. I said, okay, you, you start working on him, because I told this guy it took me, like, six months to get him to start, you know. I but, know. I mean, it, you, so you go to the restaurant, and it's like, hey, come on in Thursday morning, you know. And, and, and things like that, just to start your day out, or once a week, you know, church isn't enough. You know, to go once a week, you need that second thing if
2: you're really going to have a good spiritual life. And and for me, that's it. I agree. And the spiritual life is aided <clears throat> by walking with people mm-hmm. of faith. And I'll, I'll say this for men, okay? It's aided by walking with men of faith. I'm not saying it's the exclusion of women, but there's something about the way guys are wired that if if we really want to elevate it. Your dad, Jim, elevated me. He elevated me. And so did Tom Henrich, Bill Hartman, Dan Hasslin. Those guys that were these core friends that you're talking about. Mike Roush. Mike Roush. They elevated me, right? And you need that. You need your one-on-one, your personal relationship. You need that. You need that personal prayer time. But you need to walk with some Men, men. And I think women need to do that with women. And we also need that at church, which is everybody and, and such. And that's why you referenced that man as you. I think it's an important thing that a parish—I'd encourage any parish, whether it's that man as you, as a men's ministry, or any number of other great quality um, Catholic um, groups or, or ministries—are effective. Um. So now, l- let me let me get into something that you mentioned about with your mom. You know, you know your mom. I've always been amazed at your mom's faith as well. She had a different kind of spirituality. She has a different kind of spirituality than your dad does. Um, But but I mean, she seemed to do really, really amazing with this whole process. I'm sure she had her moments and, and struggled like any spouse would.
3: Yeah, and, and I think a lot of it, you know, growing up with five guys, I mean, she was a very <laughs> strong person, and, and you know, it was a, it allowed her to get through this. But my mom's a really caring type person. You know, you, hey, you got suntan lotion, you need a jacket, you know, all those things. Mom and
0: things. As
3: I've got to be older, it's like I can handle that, but it can irritate other people. And I even say that to my, my kids. It's like, okay, you know, Grandma wants to take you golfing, and she's really going to help you out just... You know, just enjoy the time with grandma. Just give
0: in and go with it. Just,
3: yeah, and, and, and you know, some people that pushes them away,
2: but, you know, that's the way my mom is. Yeah, not too many people were pushed away. Her, his mom, um, Dee, was um, influential in our lives, too, uh, because she, through the the public high school, public school, she was uh, in charge of parenting classes for young people. Oh, wow. Um, Young parents. Early childhood. Yeah, early childhood development. So Julie, my wife Julie and I um, started our family as soon as we even had a one-year-old when we arrived here 30 years ago. And and so we would attend these classes run by this this unflappable woman named Dee Strong. And you'd, 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 you'd talk about these subjects and you'd go, gosh, I'm kind of miserable with this. I don't handle this very well. And she just laugh. And she said, say, no, oh, no, no, you're doing great. She was so Affirmative. And I think that helps a person through this whole process as well, huh? Yeah.
3: Yeah. And and she had a lot of good friends that reached out to her to 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 help her out, you know. And I, I don't I needed more help than she did, did just based on the personality and age, but she had a great group of friends too and um you know whether it be down in Arizona or up here, um some of the spouses of the guys that
2: helped me out were the same ones that were helping my mom out. Yeah. <laughs> The name of the the radio station you're listening to, uh, audience, is Real Presence Radio, right? Real Presence comes in the form of the Eucharist. But the Real Presence also comes in the form of the Word. And it also comes in the form of us, whenever we're gathered, two or three are gathered. And, and I think that's what Paul's describing about the people that would influence him, the people of faith. It uh, influenced D and... And I think that what goes around kind of comes around too, mm. right, so now we can be influences to them
3: and I think one of the things I need to do is you know there's people you know my age in my life that probably could use that spiritual help right now, hey, come on let 's go to this class or you know do you go to church but and i ha i need I need to start reaching out to them to help them out mm. um, you know people I work with or I know personally and I don't know how you've done that, Paul, but...
2: You know, you come to a point, though, where you, you, you recognize that. Yeah. I don't think that's anything short of the Holy Spirit, just opening your heart up and going, I can do that. And pretty soon that, which is, I'm holding up like an inch, yeah, becomes, okay, and then I can do... It's like, <laughs> it's like having another child. I can have another child. I can have one more.
0: <laughs>
2: but doing doing something for a friend, you know...
3: We have a guy that's coming uh, to this This man is you, and, and he was going to get married in April, but it got pushed off to November, and I just invited him to come with. And I know one of the things, the first thing he got there is like, oh, I think this is a Catholic thing. And I'm like, I don't know. So I called you, and you're like, yeah, it is kind of geared for Catholic, but it's, you know, yeah. anybody. Open, and I don't. said, well, you got to call this guy because he's not going to come. And, <laughs> and this fall, he started coming back after harvest before
2: I did, and he was calling me. He's like, hey, you better get here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. I love it
0: community Excellent. it
2: is it is and so again for all you men for all you women that are out there that have lost a parent um, um again hearing from paul be open to folks like you you brought out heather it's people are coming at it in different speeds in different ways mm-hmm. family members that uh you know, even years later and that's okay hmm that mm-hmm. is okay. People are going to reach out to you. I, you just got to accept it. You know, I didn't see it at the time. It took me a ways, but yeah, that whole cooperating. I think God shows up in so many different ways. But as our, our is our spirit open to mm-hmm.
0: it? Absolutely. Yeah. Paul, thanks for coming on again. We appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs>
2: Yeah. last time I was on here I got
3: this text you know oh do you want to come and do this so I text uh, Deacon Paul and father Brian I'm like are
2: you guys desperate you know, I, got, I got invited back so <laughs> no. No. it's an interesting topic I think it touches touches Everyone. people it really does yeah. thanks Paul so, yeah thank you for having me
0: all right when we come up next after this break we're going to be talking about a pirates prayer Arr. don't jump overboard we'll be right back with more real <laughs> presence live live